Please sit comfortably, everyone. Um, my mind is focusing around um, talks that somehow have the precepts in their theme. Um, to give this talk a title, um, an appropriate response is the title. Where it comes from, uh, they're one of the koans in our koan collection, which comes from the Blue Cliff record, um, has the Zen teacher Unmon in it, who's a very famous teacher. And uh, he used to teach often by posing a question, and then he would give the answer himself. And once he said to the assembly, what are the teachings of a lifetime? And he answered himself, an appropriate statement. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were, it begs the question then, what's an appropriate statement? Mm -hmm. And if you said to him, well, um, the many beings are numberless, I vow to save them, or the great way is not difficult, it just avoids picking or choosing, he would say, no, that's not an appropriate statement. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But that's the koan point. But what that segues into is that I remember Robert Aitken, who was one of my teachers, um, described Cohen study as being making an appropriate response to a question, you know, or a story, whatever. Make your own personal response to it to show your insider understanding. And he extended that further to say that it's in life is about making the appropriate response or the appropriate response to life situations as they come and go. Now, you could get a bit hung up on that and think that some kind of perfection involved in that, and we never always make um, the appropriate responses, you know, and some of it's a matter of, I know in my profession in, in counselling, um, it's trial and error. Sometimes you say something to someone and, uh, and it's, it's an inappropriate response. You can tell by the, how they react to it that they kind of go, oh, no, you don't get it or whatever. And so it's, you know, then the appropriate response is to read the feedback. Okay, I didn't get that right. Read the feedback and then absorb that and come up with another response, right? But, um, but it's true, as Robert Aitken said, as in life is... Um, about at least having the intention to um, make the appropriate responses to life situations they arise. And, and some of those are very simple ones, you know, that are given in Zen talks, like um, Zen koans, you know, when you're hungry, eat. That's a, an appropriate response. Right? When you're tired, sleep. That's an appropriate response. But what about more complex situations that we're dealing with in everyday life where we're faced with moral dilemmas? Do you know, we have to make decisions where you've got to weigh a whole lot of different issues and how it affects various different people. And, and we need some kind of guide through that. And if we get caught up in fixed ideas or fixed principles, um, about how we appropriately respond to situations, we will miss the point of it altogether. Because what is appropriate changes according to the context. 
of the situation we're in. And then that's what wisdom is, you know, and compassion is about how you apply the principles, like the principles of the precepts to each situation, but it will be different all the time. And these things come alive a bit more when you give concrete examples. And where we've moved to recently up in Avalon, we've become aware that there's a, um, a, a person in our community that we see often in the shopping centre. And this person looks like a very well-groomed, middle-class person, but they've obviously got some kind of psychiatric disorder, like schizophrenia or psychosis of some kind, where they just yell into their phone in the middle of the street in a really loud voice, you know, screaming and yelling at someone who's talking to them, or um, imaginary, imaginary people who are there. And, um, <clears throat> and you can see people looking at this person, you know, embarrassed, they don't know what to do. So if you had to deal with someone like that, like what, what would be the appropriate response if they confronted you in the street or whatever? Well, you, the appropriate response would be to try and um, talk to them as calmly as you can. And if their story was about how the devil was on the phone telling them to do bad things and they had to fight it, if you just agree with them, you just sort of empathise with their story. You wouldn't try and fight their story or tell them that it was incorrect or they're mad. You just sort of acknowledge that it'd be very that'd be very upsetting if that was occurring to you. So that would be the appropriate response there. What if this person this hasn't happened, but what if this person then wanted to do something that harmed themselves or harmed someone else? then empathy wouldn't be the right response. You'd either have to call the police or do something personally using force, physical force maybe, to, to deal with the situation. So circumstances change all the time. There is no fixed position um, to anything. And often what we've got to deal with in life is unpredictable. You, you just reflect on your own life. Sometimes things are very predictable about what you've got to do, but a lot of the time we're on the road in a shopping centre, someone comes in unexpectedly and says something to us. And in that moment, um, we're challenged to come up with a, an appropriate response to something which is completely unplanned and completely unpredictable. What is an appropriate response to, to sort of give a, sh a bit of a sharper contrast to what we're talking about within the context of Zen practice? Um, what might be appropriate in one different situation is not in another. Like if you're a rugby league player, then you're gonna tackle your opponent as hard as you possibly can and stop him in his tracks so he doesn't score a try, right? But to do that with someone who goes in front of you in the queue you know, <laughs> may, may, may not be the appropriate, socially appropriate thing to do. Right? And if you are, say you're a business person and you're running a company and you, and you may think, well, within your frame, framework, if you don't have an ethical foundation, but if you just think I'm, I'm in business to make profit, then you may make decisions that you think are appropriate decisions. Um, because they increase the profit. Right? You may not be thinking of it in terms of 
the value to the customer or whether it's a good product or anything like that. You're just thinking about the profit. But if so, so if you're just thinking that frame, that's what an appropriate response is. But when we think about what is an, an appropriate response um, within a Zen context or in, and you're a Zen student, then it comes it, to bring it down to really simple, generalised concepts. It's about um, ending suffering in the world or not causing harm. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to the Buddha's basic teachings, out of all the things that he said in all of those wonderful sutras, when it came down to it, when he, he summarised what his teaching was about, he said it's to end suffering in the world. So that's one of the guidelines you know, that we have in terms of shaping our appropriate actions in the world, but it's guided behind the scenes by this view, well, what will cause suffering? What will end suffering? What will minimise suffering may be the response. But everything is according to to context. Um, Other examples of appropriate responses too, this is like a parenting one, and... um, um, it's a story that a, a child, a woman who's a mother and a child psychiatrist told me once about the way she raised her kids. And she said that, and the way she wanted the au pairs to raise her kids, she said if they fall over, she would want the au pair to go over and get down at their level and empathise with the fact that they really hurt themselves and look at the injury and so on and really, really be present and caring and kind for the fact that happened. And after the child had kind of got it, to then say to the child, OK, up you go, off you go. Mm-hmm. That, that to me is a appropriate reparenting because it responds to the empathy, but it also gives a message of resilience. OK, well, that's happened. Now let's get on with life. Right? And an inappropriate response would just be all empathy right, for the next two hours you know, and kissing it better and, you know, making a fuss of it. Or the other inappropriate response would be, oh, just get up and get get on with it, you're such a crybaby, you know. So that's a beautiful, appropriate response of parenting to to see both sides of it. And there's a sense, to use some of the language we use in um, Zen in some of the sutras, is that when, when you feel like there is an appropriate response, it's like the box fitting, the lid fitting the box, right? Or to use another lovely metaphor that comes from one of our sutras, it's like one arrow meeting the other arrow in midair. It's like it just nails it, right? And sometimes we get that sense in life that our response or someone else's response has just nailed it, it's just right, it just fits. Mm-hmm. Um, but to think that that always happens in our life, no, you know, um, that we're always going to get it right. And part of Zen practice is about just acknowledging that as a human being, this is very important, that you make mistakes. Right? That's just part of being a human being. It might be a bad mistake, it mightn't do harm, but it wasn't the lid fitting the box, you know, and, but you just, that's how you play with it. You read the feedback and you're able to acknowledge that didn't quite fit and there's some kind of 
learning process, you know, or modification. Look, I'm emphasising this, but being connected with the responses of others and reading the feedback, that in itself is an appropriate response, not necessarily the fact that you get it right all the time. One of the statements that comes from the Diamond Sutra that's relevant here too, to bring in the concept of emptiness. Um, the statement is, dwelling nowhere, let the mind come forth. Mm-hmm. So if I could add a, something onto that, dwelling nowhere, let the mind come forth into an appropriate response to whatever that might be. So a lot of what we're developing in Zen is not just reasoning out through logic and so on (coughs) to predictable situations what the appropriate response is. There is a place for that. But what we're really trying to cultivate in Zen practice is what you might refer to as intuitive wisdom. You're just in a, in a, a calm not knowing, non-grasping state of mind and out of that the response just comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to koan study, that is the, that's the, the optimum mind to have in, in, in working with koans and to come, come up with the appropriate response to koans. Mm-hmm. But koan practice is really uh, in itself a kind of rehearsal for real life Mm -hmm. Um, and then our real challenge you know in Zen practice is to take that rehearsal or that insight from Khan study and then to apply it in the real world that's when it really really comes alive otherwise it ends up just being a some kind of esoteric you know study without any application So, like I said before, to keep it really simple in terms of practising the precepts, it's all to do with the value system behind it and the intention. And if, if the, the value that we're seeing in life is that everything is interconnected and everything is an expression of Buddha nature, that's the insight and then the value that comes from that, you know, valuing the sacred in all things in life, then what follows out of that is like what I said before, then our, our statements and our responses to life are guided by not doing harm, you know, or minimising harm and ending suffering. But that's to put it in the negative. Uh, if you put it in the positive, not only is it about ending suffering, but it's about generating love, compassion, joy and equanimity. If, if anything you do does that, then it's an appropriate response. If it intentionally causes harm, or maybe sometimes even unintentionally causes harm, it's an inappropriate response. Mm-hmm. Um, but like 
I said, but like the woman who's psychotic, you know, sometimes there is a need for force, you know, sometimes people need to defend themselves. You can't be too rigid about it. And you need to have forethought. That's one of the the um, understandings of what wisdom is, you know, like forethought, like what will be the, not just the short-term consequences of doing something, what will be the long-term consequences? If I just indulge someone now and give them what they want, is it really going to help them grow up into being a functioning human being? So it has that time range to it as well. Um, but the precepts, are really just more of a, a manual, a bit more detail about how to put that into action. Not cause harm, you know, reduce harm in the world, reduce suffering in the world, and generate love, compassion, joy and equanimity. If you look at each of those precepts, it's about moving in that direction. And that's why I favour stating them not just in the traditional way, in the negative, um, but giving their, their positive um, side to them as well. Like instead, don't be stingy, be generous. And then it gives you a really good clear guideline about the, um, about not what to do, but what you can do. And you just keep it those simple guidelines in mind in practicing the precepts. Well, that's the application of Zen practice in the world right there.